This is the Tuesday, November 30th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action, particularly in the NBA. We'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian, alongside Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, good to be with you, my friend. Yeah, I hope you had a uh, fun, enjoyable Thanksgiving holiday with family. Uh, no daily wager today, but uh, we will try and give you some winners here on the podcast. Yeah, Jimmy V week, uh, altering our schedule one more day, so we'll return to linear television tomorrow, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Of course, it is a very important day and week for us here at ESPN, but we do have a podcast for you. We got a big game tonight with the Warriors and Suns and. Phoenix, a short home favorite, and you know one thing Golden State's dominance and run the start to the season has done is overshadowed other teams that have been pretty impressive, and Phoenix is one of those teams. They've really just delivered after a slow start initially. I mean, really initially out of the gates, it's been uh, a pretty impressive run. They are 17-3 and overall, Golden State 18-2. and So remarkable combined five losses, and here we are the last day of November, What's your play here, Tyler, if anything? Uh, I'm going to take the uh, points with the Warriors. Um, they uh, rate out as the slightly better team. They have the better record. Um, and I think they have a team that matches up well. It's kind of a coin flip game. And I was talking about this yesterday with Anita uh, as well on our bet show that I just, I just feel like in a coin flip game, I'll take the team that's getting some points, um, especially since, you know, if we would have said at the beginning of the year, Phoenix is going to have a 16-game win streak. We'd be like, all right, the chance of that are like less than 1%. They're going to have to lose sometime. And what's more likely to be a loss than going up against Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors? So uh, there's a few more props that I like, maybe a little bit more on the side in this one, but I'll let you uh, share your thoughts on side and total before I dig into those. Yeah, I'm right there with you on, on the Warriors. And for me, it comes starts with the defense. I think this team has been battle-tested in some big games. Now, obviously, that's not to dismiss the Suns into what you said, the 16-game uh, win streak. I just think Warriors have been trucking teams, especially the Nets game that they had. They've just been so impressive. Steph Curry is the best player on the court. He alters a game. I've always called him the shack of the perimeter. He is that dominant. Just as soon as he crosses half court with or without the ball, defenders sort of react, and he's that much pressure on the opposing team's defense. Now, the Suns are great, and they're deep, and they, they play off each other beautifully, and it's hard in these types of discussions to put one team down and, and just because you like the other side. So I'm not going to do that. The Suns are great. I'm just going to prefer the Warriors here plus the two and a half. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. If it was Suns plus two and a half, I'd play the Suns side <laughs> plus two and a half. Um, but we're getting points with the Warriors, so that's my preference. As far as props here, um, you mentioned how the Warriors grayed out as you know the best team in the NBA defensively and just about every metric possible rebounding as well as the number one rebounding team despite you know not having tremendous length. Um, so I'm looking at uh, first, DeAndre Ayton. I think Ayton's going to struggle to make an impact on this game like he has in other games with better matchups. Uh, Draymond Green is obviously – he's giving up some size uh, to uh, Ayton, but certainly not any strength. And like I said, the uh, rebounding rate for the Golden State Warriors is number one in the NBA. Um, I'm going to play Ayton under 14.5 points. That was what I saw it at yesterday. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, come down a little bit or not, but I think Ayton's going to struggle to score uh, in the paint against this Golden State defense uh, that switches well, plays the pick and roll well. I think if there's production um, above expectation on the Phoenix side, it's coming from uh, the perimeter. Speaking of which, that's why I'm playing Chris Paul over 20, I believe it's 24 and a half uh, points plus assists 
Um, and these, Chris Paul at this point in his career is a big game hunter. Like he gets up for the best competition and there's no competition in the NBA right now better than Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Um, last year when the Warriors were really, really bad, um, Chris Paul exceeded 30 minutes in only one game. Uh, Golden State ended up winning that game by six points, but Paul played more than 30 minutes and had 24 points and 10 assists. I fully expect this to be a tight, competitive game for four quarters, which means I expect Paul to play well over 30 minutes, and I think he's going to take on the scoring load alongside Devin Booker on the perimeter since um, the easiest matchup, uh, micro matchup on the defense, is Steph Curry, the guy who will be guarding him. Uh, so I think Paul's going to have to score a lot, and of course he's a guy who can give you 10 uh, dimes with his eyes closed. Um, the other guy I'm going to play to go over a – points, assist, and rebound prop, which I believe is also 24 and a half, is Draymond Green. Similarly, at this point in his career, Green is someone who just gets up for the bigger games. Uh, and this should be a pace-up game with both Golden State and Phoenix involved, and that plays right into Draymond's wheelhouse. Clean the glass, push the pace, find those shooters on the perimeter. So uh, it's a potential triple-double spot, I think, for Draymond Green. You're almost most worried about the points with him because um, he's not a good scorer, but rebounding and setting up those shooters on the perimeter. I think he'll have, you know, eight or nine, 10 rebounds, eight or nine, 10 assists. And if he can find, you know, you know, eight or nine, 10 points, then, then we're looking uh, really good there. So uh, those are the props that I like for this matchup um, tonight between Golden State and Phoenix. Awesome stuff. Let's go to another game. Lakers Kings. They met a few days ago. It needed like triple overtime to get to the over. I had some friends on the under too bad. They didn't do first half under, but we have the Lakers three and a half. There's some fours out there as road favorites in Sacramento. Kings have been uh, up and down, right? So they mm -hmm. replaced their coach, and they had a nice win over Portland last week, then beat the Lakers in that huge marathon game, and then bounced back and lost at Memphis. Now they're back home, this time hosting the Lakers. I don't really have a play here. I lean Lakers, actually, but I've, just, I've been a guy who's been so gun-shy betting on L.A. Yeah, I get that as well. I would lean Lakers. Um, on the side as well because it's uh, it's I think the market's starting to adjust that the Lakers are just not that good right now as they continue to acclimate to Russell Westbrook and some of the pieces uh, that they brought over this offseason. Keep an eye on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think both carry questionable tags. Um, if Davis plays, whether LeBron, LeBron plays or not, he should absolutely dominate uh, in the paint. The Sacramento Kings have just been hemorrhaging fantasy points in any way, shape, and form. Block shots, steals, points, rebounds, assists to big men. And AD, we know, is as good as any in the game. He's, he's stepped it up, especially lately uh, defensively, because I think you know he's realized that you know we, we got to kind of win some of these games uh, early in uh, November and December, despite the fact that the Lakers are probably a team that really doesn't care and really isn't motivated until, you know, March or April. But uh, a team like Sacramento who's struggling, you got to beat them. So I think AD applies himself. And even 80% effort from AD should still give him, you know, 30 points and 10 rebounds against this outfit, um, especially if LeBron James does not play. Um, we know Russell Westbrook is going to push the pace. I would go over uh, the point total in this. Both defenses are awful. Uh, the Lakers have not played good defense uh, as a team. The Kings do not either, and they're they're you know pushing the pace even more now with Alvin Gentry as opposed to Luke Walton. So um, maybe we get another overtime game, but even if it's not, I would play this total uh, going over, especially if LeBron is out. There'd be a little bit of trepidation if LeBron's in because we know he likes to slow things down at his age. But uh, I'm thinking uh, regardless, the play is to go uh, over the total. And if you like props, Anthony Davis should have a big night again, especially if LeBron is not available. Couple other games. Uh, the only one that stands out is maybe Knicks plus six and a half at Brooklyn. Obviously, not a lengthy road trip for the Knickerbockers. I think just six and a half is a big number. Although this Brooklyn team ceiling is really high. Ceiling is much higher than the Knicks. But are we going to get that ceiling? They are coming off a loss to Phoenix after a successful quick road trip. 
Um, I don't know. Brooklyn's been shaky against the number. I'm going to grab the six and a half. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the Knicks have been struggling a little bit just to Kimba Walker out of the rotation, yeah. and I think that actually does make them a better team, especially defensively. And we know uh, Tom Thibodeau, that's his DNA, and they have been a bad team here this year defensively. They have regressed big time, so he's shaking things up. Alec Burks will get more minutes, who is just as good, if not better, than Kimba offensively at this point. And certainly, you know, he's no all-defensive player, but uh, anyone in the NBA is just about better than Kimba Walker on the perimeter these days. So uh, I, I am interested, yeah, in the Knicks side, especially with these changes here. They may not have been popular in New York, but I do think they are better overall uh, for the Knicks being competitive. All right. Good stuff as always, Tyler. Appreciate the insight. I know our listeners do as well. And as Tyler alluded to earlier in the pod, no show today. We're back on the airwaves tomorrow, 6th Eastern. We'll have another pod in the morning as well. Best of luck to everyone today, and we'll, we'll catch you here tomorrow. <laughs>